You are listening to You Were Made For This, the podcast to help people of faith find more joy in their relationships. Welcome to You Were Made For This. If you find yourself wanting more from your relationships, you've come to the right place. Here you'll discover practical principles you can use to experience the life-giving relationships you were made for. And now here's your host, John Sertalic. Hey, thank you, Carol. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 51 where today we consider a hidden benefit of good relationships, a benefit I bet few of us have ever considered. Let me explain. Not too long ago, I was on the search team for our church looking for a new worship director. Part of the process, as you can imagine, is interviewing candidates, and the way we did it was to schedule initial interviews over Skype with them. One night, our team was in the middle of interviewing a candidate, when our pastor, as a member of the search team, asked what I thought was a most unusual question. He asked the candidate, If you couldn't use music, how else would you lead our congregation in worship? What a great question, I thought. The the candidate's answer wasn't anything memorable, but after he finished responding, I felt like jumping out of my seat, thrusting my arm in the air and shouting, Hey, everyone, look look no further. Hire me. I can, I can do this job. If I don't have to deal with all that music stuff, I think I could do a really good job. I'm your guy. Fortunately, I did not act on my feelings and instead remained silent. But all I could think of for the rest of the night was how I would answer the question of, if you couldn't use music, how else would you lead our congregation in worship. You see, I had been recently reflecting on Romans 12, the most relational chapter in the whole Bible, as I mentioned in episode 48, Worship Without Words. In chapter 12, I see three distinct sections, which are all about a specific kind of relationship. Verses 1 and 2, for example, are about how we are to relate to God. Verse 3 is how we are to relate with ourself. And finally, the rest of the chapter, verses 4 through 21, are about how we relate to other people. These kinds of relationships, all three of them, are all in the context of verse 1, where Paul urges us to present our bodies as living and holy sacrifices to God. Since relationships are a big part of all that we are as a human being, They can be seen as a means of sacrifice and worship to God. So all of this was on my mind, this thing about relationships and worship, from which I would answer our pastor's question, if you couldn't use music, how else would you lead our congregation in worship? I would answer the question by starting off talking about the Sunday morning worship service with no music of any kind. Wow, that'd be great. I wouldn't have to sing or play an instrument or read a note or even clap in rhythm. That would be a real lifesaver for me. Instead of an opening prelude, I would ask the congregation to just sit and be quiet. I would ask for total silence. And I would ask people to simply reflect on God during this time of total silence. No talking, just silence. And then I would show videos 
of uh, very short videos of people having in-depth, substantive conversation with with each other, especially about last week's sermon. I would show that kind of thing. Not very long, just a few. And then after the announcements, uh, I would encourage people to make appointments with each other, to meet with each other after church or during the week, just to listen and talk with each other. I I would scrap the idea that you see in so many churches of of simply greeting each other or in uh, the Catholic tradition offering the bond of peace, whatever that means. Um, Those kinds of things I just find really superficial and they kind of distract from from the sermon because there's never enough time. If there were more time, I think it would be great, but there's just never enough time. So then we'd have the sermon. And then following the sermon... Instead of music during the offering, uh, I would uh, take prayer requests from the pulpit. I'd ask, who could we pray for? Uh, I would also talk a lot about giving money, giving of your financial resources during this time, and how we relate to our money. That's an important relationship. I think I talk a lot about money, a lot more than most pastors, because how we view our money really it goes to the heart of how we view God. If we're stingy with our money, we're probably stingy with God. There's just great blessings in being sacrificial in our giving financially. This may be a reason why I have never been called to be a pastor. <laughs> and then after the sermon, um, instead of a song, I would uh, have three people come to the front to discuss briefly how God spoke to them from the message that the pastor preached. And then finally at the end, instead of a benediction, there would be a relational call to action based on the sermon. Maybe a question to ask oneself or a question to ask each other. With this kind of approach, with no music, there would be no more worship wars. There would be no need to have a service for the baby boomer plus crowd, and then a separate uh, worship service for the millennials and that age group because we would mix everybody together. So that's how it answer the question in terms of the worship service. And then during the rest of the week, there would be other relational things we would do as a worship team. So instead of worship team rehearsal with all that music stuff, I would have the team gather and pray for the relationships in the congregation. I would pray for healing that was needed in relationships among the people attending our church. And I would have prayer in praise of relationships that were improving and going well. And then I'd have the worship team out Uh, meeting with our church people, and asking them how they're doing. I'd have them praying for people and walking down whatever path they're going that the Lord has led them. And it wouldn't be in the church. It would be at their homes. It would be at coffee shops. It would be in the parks, any place where people are gathering, not the church building. And, And I'd have the worship team focus on Romans 12, 4 through 21, to get to know people in our congregation, to encourage them to use the gifts that God has given them 
to weep with them when they're weeping and to rejoice with them when they're rejoicing. Well, if you forget everything else, here's the one thing I hope you remember from today's episode. Worship is a lot more than singing songs on a Sunday morning. We can take our praise and worship of the Lord to another level when we focus on our relationships and offering them as a sacrifice to God all throughout the week. How then can you respond to today's show? Well, you can ask God for help in making your relationships the best they can be. Ask him for his direction in tangible, practical things you can do in one or more of your relationships to make them worthy as a sacrifice to him. And as always, another thing you could do is to let me and your fellow listeners know what resonated with you about today's episode. You can share your thoughts in the leave a reply box at the bottom of the show notes, or you can send them to me in an email to john at caringforothers.org. In closing, I, I hope your thinking was stimulated by today's show to both reflect and to act so that you will find the joy that God intends for you through your relationships. Because after all, you were made for this. And now for our relationship quote of the week. And I'm hoping that people who are really musically inclined and interested haven't been taken aback by my comments about music and worship without music. So I have a, I have a quote for them, and it's this. Those who wish to sing always find a song. And it is a Swedish proverb. Those who wish to sing always find a song. Huh. I'm going to have to think about that one. I don't really wish to sing. So what are, where does that leave me? I guess I wouldn't be a very good Swede. Anyway, I, I kind of like this quote, though. Those who wish to sing always find a song. Well, that's all for today. Thank you for, uh, for listening in. And, uh, oh, I forgot to mention that our, our church uh, did end up hiring a different person for the worship director job, as disappointed as I was. Um, however, uh, if your church happens to be looking for a new worship director, um, oh, let's see here. Carol just handed me a note. She said that I should just keep my day job. I wonder what she meant by that. Anyway, thank you for listening in, and I uh, hope to see you next week. Goodbye for now.